Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Good Vibes with your host, Mr. Jason B. morning everybody how you all doing welcome to another edition of good vibes at jason b a broad minds and more podcast so let's get today started out with it is 9 12 i've been working on my episode two of deficit to assets so i apologize if i have not gotten it out sooner my friends but we will be putting it out and just to give you a little bit of a preview what's going to be talked about is i'm going to talk about our emotions our emotions affect everything so we're going to talk about emotional control in that episode we're going to talk about emotional intelligence and one thing that isn't really mentioned is emotional curiosity and where it gets us where it goes and how we decide make our decisions of our actions and our words and our feelings through the curiosity of what we go through in our daily lives so stay tuned for that episode it should be coming out probably by tomorrow um, I'm trying to fine-tune it so uh, just be patient with that but today we're gonna talk today's variety episode 37 we're gonna talk about a few things uh, specifically about parenting yes parenting is something that I am involved with I am a father of three um, I have a 23 year old I have a uh, 11 year old soon to be 12 and I have a one and a half year old soon to be two and my two younger ones their birthdays is separated by five days so interesting to uh, have that little spread between each of my kids but the birthdays sometimes are really close anyway so I was watching today a little bit ago and um, they were talking about the new uh, things that are going on talking about the vaping they're going to talk about um, the problems that are developing in children because of the communities that they're involved with on their devices through social media YouTube and so on and so forth I'm going to give you a first-hand perspective of what I do as a parent um, that is helpful to my child's mental stability yes mental stability so stay tuned for this good episode and we'll be right back Welcome to episode 37 of our variety episode 37. It's Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. And let's get specifically talking about parenting. Um, in my variety episodes, I'm going to start putting in a, a parental uh, suggestion of, of the times, week, whatever, how often I put my variety episodes out. So let's go over subjects we've already really talked about. Okay social and emotional intelligence um that's going to be talked about um in my deficit to asset episode two but um something that is definitely affecting is the things that we use to interact with each other um i am also guilty of this specific thing where i am on my phone a lot of the day and i've just now built in within the iphone I have an iPhone 10. Um, there's monitoring uh, tools that you can use. You can set limits for yourself. And I was just reminded of this as I was briefly watching the Today Show. And they were talking about how children are having, developing emotional, mental conditions such as anxiety and depression because of the device use they have with their interaction with their peers. Um, it can be from TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, um, so on and so forth. There's so many different apps that you can use to connect with people. But one thing that is affecting these kids is they're grading each other. They can be as mean as they want to be from a distance. And there's no really restrictions. There's no 
um, limitations on them and how they behave. You know, um, I've talked about this with um, my ex um, in regards to my 11-year-old, and it the the conversation did not go very well, but definitely raised some eyebrows. And um, one of the things that my ex is not doing anymore she's not allowing my daughter to come over to my house with any iphone or ipad you know at all period she's just not going to allow her to do it and the reason why um it was addressed was because last time my daughter did come over with that stuff i was checking out my daughter's usage i went into her phone she left it unlocked and um, she didn't password Um, protect it at that time so I went into her usage and I was blown away about how many hours my kid spends on any kind of media it doesn't matter whether it's social media reporting news whatever Um, my daughter had logged in over that weekend at least 11 hours of YouTube time and four hours of social media and text time. So I was like, wow, in a 24 hour period, my kid has spent like 11 hours, you know, on YouTube and I'm like, what the hell is she watching? So I started looking at the IPs, you know, what, and a lot of it had to deal with um, Practical Jokers, um, what was some of the other ones? She was like, Extreme Cheapskates, And then there was some content that I really disapproved and it was like more drama. It was to encourage girls and boys to really, you know, they're they're sharing their their personal dramas of this girl talked to this guy and how he hated her and what she's gonna do. And I'm just like, people are really making YouTube content about that? I was like, wow, that's really blowing me away. So then, you know, I went in and I looked in my kids text messages and I see boys texting my daughter you know saying oh I know you like me I know you want me that kind of shit now for 11 year old girl approaching 12 year old and she's going to go into puberty these emotions are going to start kicking into gear and I definitely know that what I'm facing to a point every child of mine is different but you know as a parent you got to be prepared now some people say well why would you want to invade on your kids privacy well i come from the school thought you don't really have much privacy when you're a kid and especially with these devices especially having an iphone i was thoroughly against my kid getting an iphone or a smartphone to begin with until she's 16. you know um my kid has been on her ipad for quite some time and it really did take me back like as I was looking at she my daughter to always be complaining dad can I use your recharger dad can I plug in and I'm just like why is your battery wearing out so fast that was my first question did you charge it last night yes but it's gone now that that really drove me to really inspect her devices And so I looked into all of them and the amount of usage, I mean, my kid, she basically has the tell, I've seen her where she's had the television on and then she's looking at videos on her screens and I'm like, how do you have any conscious thought about what is coming into your ears or your eyes if you got too many damn devices? You know, how do you... it blows my mind you know and it's what it boils down to is your kid is more than likely bored you know she's bored or they're bored so they 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 have to use their curiosity to go search for things and it's it's very very difficult to restrict that when you don't know what they're facing you don't know what they're dealing with and i just feel like as parents you have to take the initiative to not just let it fly even if you're living in a separate household 
Um, I really do think that you do need to monitor your kids' stuff. I mean, at some point when they're 16, 17, they're going to get into their own sit stuff and their own trouble. But let's face, let's look at what our teens are facing nowadays. Teen suicide is on the rise. It's not a joke. Um, I've been hearing constant stories of boys and girls committing suicide because of how lonely they feel, anxiety, no support, you know, parents, we are also to blame with this. If we're buying their devices, you just gave them the keys to the castle of chaos, as I call it. You're the one that got them that shit. You supply the internet for that shit. So when you go and get mad at your kid for spending so much time and you yell at them or you just, you get in their face, whatever, you're getting in, you know, you're checking them because they're ignoring their duties around you or ignoring you when you need their attention before you even come so heartily down on them, you're the one that gave it to them. And then I'm guilty of this as a parent too. If you are on your phone, you're teaching them behavior. You're teaching them acceptable behavior to ignore the things that are going on. Um, you know, I don't know how many times I've caught my kid trying to bring her devices to the dinner table. And I'm old school. I don't eat in the couches. I don't eat in the bedrooms. The one place we agree is no matter what, we are going to be at the dinner table we are going to eat at the dinner table. There are no devices, no television turned on. Um, maybe some music, but um, for the most part, our, our dinners don't involve any kind of entertainment whatsoever. And that's our time to enjoy, eat, talk about things. Because I feel like, when do you really point out the right time to talk about stuff? You know, when do you give them a platform to talk to you? And I really feel like this is important because um, when I was growing up, my mom didn't always do this, but she did take the initiative to say, how was your day? What's going on with you? How's school going? Whatever. And, um, you know, if you're the parent that is, you know, the listener and you're not a, just a reactive parent, I feel like that's, that's encouraging their emotional health and their emotional intelligence so if you're not taking that time to offer them to be able to open up to you when do you have time i have constantly heard it and i've constantly been involved like i'm busy i have so much to deal with i got this and that you know and even when you're sitting in a waiting room let's face it People are whipping out their phones and like just to pass the time and see what kind of curiosity they can get into, what kind of things are interested. Most of the time, it does have to deal with people are voyeurs. They, um, in my observation, I see, I've glanced and I've seen a lot of people on Instagram. A lot of people on Instagram, they're just watching, looking, pictures, liking, um, hearting, whatever list goes on and on and on so this is teaching your kids to ignore you and you ignore them so that you can be wrapped up in your own world so you can just like say well i've got to figure out i got to answer these emails and i got to contact this person i got to text this person and it's just like one thing that that's supposed to like help us communicate better separates us so much even further and um, I remember one time my my daughter didn't answer. So I text her. I said, hey, you need to get your butt down here and help me fold this laundry. Now. And she says, okay, in a minute. So I just said, no, screw that. I'm, I'm a reactive dad. Like, no, you don't tell me now in a minute. It's right now. You know. And I'm in. I go in walk in her room and I see her right there right then and there on her her iPad and she's on TikTok with her friends and they're recording videos and I'm just like 
that video is not as important as what your duties are in the house. So turn it off. And she's like, oh, in a minute, just one more, one more. And I'm like, no, now. So she wasn't going to listen. So I took the device away and I shut it off. Shut it completely off. Put it in the highest place in my closet. And I told her, you're not getting this till the weekend's over. Take it back to your mom's. I don't care what you do, what you say. I'm, I'm just not having it. And, you know, some parents, you might applaud this. Yeah, I appreciate it. But at the same time, it was a wake-up call. It's been waking me up, literally. I asked my daughter a couple questions, you know, as we're folding laundry. I said, hey, Bella, what's uh, what are some of the books you're interested in? And she gave me a few titles, and I said, okay, so what are they about? And she would tell me some, but I'm like, okay. And then I'd look at her test scores. Like her map test scores, like to see where she's at with reading comprehension and um, mathematics and all that. And I found that her mathematics score ooh, is in a high range, which I was ha- extremely happy about. You know, because I really feel like mathematics is like really key to success later on. But when I came down to her reading comprehension and reading, like, time, like, they test, I guess, how much time it takes them to read something, and then they write what they wrote. And the critical thinking of that was at a really low score. And so I'm like, my kid is on digital overload. Yeah, digital overload. I was tripping. I'm like... So, I talked to my daughter and I said, so if your scores are so low, I don't want this over my house, you know, and she wanted to ignore me, she would sneak it, but then, finally, like I was telling you earlier, she was, um, you know, I saw her text messages, and I saw these text messages from her stepdad and their roommate, which I don't really necessarily approve of, but that's their lifestyle, whatever, what have you. Um, I was not happy about what I was seeing and then seeing the boy text and all this other shit. And I'm like, my kid's already facing so much overload. Where am I protecting my child? I mean, I'm a part, I'm a, a 50% dad. Like I have my kid 50% of the time. Where do, how do I protect her from the world and its elements and the temptations? And before I can really correct her, I really had to take a look at myself. So I started looking about the posts that I put on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have a Snapchat, but I don't really post on there. Um, and even I had TikTok and I actually got rid of it. Um, it started out as like a karaoke video. I don't know, but it's exploded. And some people really dig it. And some people earn money doing it. But, you know, to me... I was spending so much time on a screen, my interface, my mind interfacing with a screen. I feel that I'm not teaching my kids and ignoring responsibilities. And not only that, they don't even know how to faith deal with their adversities. Like it's kind of like the video gamers mentality. If you lose, just press restart and try it over again. Now, there's a key to that and that principle, though, that is something natural. But what are they learning from their um, lessons? You know, life lessons. I made this mistake. Try a different way. I made this mistake once, twice, three times. Maybe I'll learn from my mistake and do something different. But that's not necessarily happening. That's really not happening at all. They emotionally shut down when they're losing in life. My kid's a swimmer, right? And this month of September, she recently took a break from swimming. And um, ever since she stopped swimming the last, I've just noticed attitude, restlessness, lack of focus. Um you know, attitude, 
and what I like about swimming. Swimming is a natural neutralizer. And here and there are studies out there if you want to look them up what being in the water does to you. So being in water, believe it or not, neutralizes your emotional vibration. So what I mean by that um we're built on energy basically. There's always a transference of energy as we're living and even when we're dead too. Um the biology is is basically moving in an energy pulse. So when we think, when we speak, when we um when we do something there is an a emo a energy flow about that. You know, it and body emotion stays in motion, body at rest stays at rest. Well, not in the human body. Even when we're resting, there is an there is a electronic magnetic flow about our bodies and how they work. So, getting back to the point of it all, you know, my kids have been radiating how frustrated and emotional she's been and didn't know how to do with herself. So, her being in the water cuts out all external inputs, noise, other people's vibration, um heat, you know, cold can affect you, yeah, but um the water's the best way to neutral if you're feeling sad and you know how to swim and you just feel like you're just being overwhelmed um my suggestion is do a couple laps in the water and see how you feel now your emotional memory might might not you know so for some people might stop you from feeling good but for the most time every time I've gotten depressed or anxiety's kicked up or anger either getting in the pool taking a walk riding my bike um helps me work out that stored up emotional energy so my kid has not been swimming and I told my ex I said hey uh I really she she wants her in hapkido and martial arts and yeah I see a value for it but I want my kid to have a chance you know in swimming going forward like going into college you know applying to colleges later on is going to help be help be determined by her activities you know you can be in choir you can be in math club you can be in chess club language arts whatever and sports happens to be a big gateway chance to get into a university or college and then pay for it you know cuz let's face it unless you're helping your kids financially get ready for this monstrous task like it is expensive to go to college If you can help them get a scholarship, even a part-time scholarship, I mean, you're helping them not get into debt. So, and I think when it comes to college, I think that parents should take that time to uh, you know, give them that head start so when they want to go to grad school, um that's on them in my opinion. I'm not going to pay for grad school, med school. No, not going to do it. <laughs> I think that's something that if they really want to do it they're going to go for it. And so getting back to it all, you know, I asked my ex I said, "Hey, she needs to be back in swimming." You know, I, I'm glad she's trying something different in hapkido, but I just don't see the positive energy flow from from Bella. And my ex was like arguing with me. And I'm like, You may not like it. You know, but this is what she needs. You know, she has you know, we both have been so busy our time paying attention to her. I don't know how much time you pay attention to her, but it definitely shows that she's been ignored. And ignored by me at times when I'm in my office doing my thing. Yeah. I, I've I've told her, "Yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. Go away. I'm busy." I've said those things. And I I've heard my ex say those things too. So, it's my bad. You know, I'm not going to really talk shit about her, but if we're both doing the same thing, 
we're teaching her a programming of culture to not be empathetic, to not be present. Emotional breakdowns are a social norm. No, it's not normal. I don't want my kid to be a part of, say, like the homeless population. You know, I see a lot of young people homeless, no key, on drugs, lost, hustling, stealing. No, my kid needs to be present to work out her personal legend. And so every day that I'm with her, I spend time coaching and developing. We go over situations. So Bella, when you had to deal with this and this person's talking about bad about you, what do you, what do, you do? Do you agree or disagree? And we go over the scenarios. And I listen to her explanation. And then I went, yeah, of course, lecture her. But it's like these lessons that I'm lecturing her about are not always going to sink in. And you're going to probably go over these lessons over and over and over again. But eventually that programming sinks in and it helps them make a decision if you give them the right amount of attention, you know, praise, um, discipline. You do have to discipline your kids. You can't always. And I've seen my kid just stomp like she'd be kicking her feet. Ah, you know, like, why are you doing this? Why are you taking? And I'm like, why are you getting so upset about a device? Are you going to die because you don't have your device? Can you show me that this thing gives you food or whatever? No? Okay. So your kids are not going to show responsibility of a lot of times that they're going to put their device on down on their own. And the only time I've ever seen my daughter put their, her device down on her own is when she was hungry or she's really bored with what she's looking at. So eventually the mind reads its limitations on those screens, but how much time needs to go by with the interface of them on their phones or their devices. So going through this, um, listening to today, and they're talking about all these mental, mental issues young kids are having identity crisis not even knowing how to communicate i mean i'm like what happened to the days like people want to meet up call each other on the phone hey what are you doing right now nothing oh let's go have coffee oh hey let's go have a beer whatever playing outside playing with each other making people isolationists you're teaching your kids this here's one of my pet peeves if you have a conversation more than a minute, more than three text messages with the same person and they keep wanting to type it out. Stop. Call them. Let's talk. Oh, I can't. I'm in the office, but I thought I would text you. Well, let's talk later. I, I set those parameters for myself on purpose. If someone's going to send me like a 30 minute conversation or 40 minute or hour conversation and text messaging, you know, and then they leave you hanging on some responses. That's bullshit. That means that they're in avoidance. They're not wanting to deal with you. They don't want to talk to you, but only at their own timing. No, you need to have separation. I remember when I was working as a waiter, when I really first started seeing cell phones, I started seeing girls with their cell phones in their back pocket on average. And now it's every day, every day. And I don't know how many times when I was a waiter, I'd be putting in orders, waiting for somebody to finish up their order screen, but they're texting, you know, whoever and having a long conversation. I remember one time I got in a girl's face. I said, you need to put that shit down and put your order in so I can get mine in. And she got pissed at me, told the manager and the manager came out and says, and took her phone and put it in the office and says, you don't need to be on the phone. But then came and told me, you need to stop being rude. You need to come and um, tell us what's happening. Well, first of all, I'm not down to necessarily snitch. If I can talk to someone straight up and tell them, look, your text messaging is getting in the way of work. I think I've done my duty. 
what causes confrontation or, or problems. So I would redirect to my manager, I remember at the time, and I'm, oh yeah, I remember uh, her name was Erica. And I told her, I said, so-and-so is on their phone. You know the rules, no phones on the floor. You know, and she's just like, yeah, but you were a little bit too abrasive. And I'm like, did I bring my cell phone to work? I don't have it on me. Am I using my cell phone to do my job? No, I don't have it on me. Am I focused on taking care of my guests? Yes. So I asked her, I said, does it take a person... Does a cell phone automatically gain our attention? No, it doesn't. So she chose when I asked her politely, hey, could you put the cell phone down? I need to get to my order. And then like my daughter's reaction, the other person says, oh, in a minute. Now I could be the one that be in the wrong, but and say, oh, well, that's my impatience. This girl was taking more than a minute. She was too busy arguing with her boyfriend and he was trying to break up with her while this order is waiting and we only have so much time to put the order in. So I told my manager about that and I said, so where were you? It's on the line. You stuck in the office? You know, and so my manager at the time, she backed off me. She stopped. She stopped what she was saying. And she's like, you're right but you still don't need to be rude. And I said, of course, of course, I don't need to be rude. But like, it made me retrospectively think my daughter telling me in a minute, I don't feel that was appropriate. And my coworker, before my daughter even had this issue, you know, before she had this issue, she didn't need, you know, my coworker. Yeah, excuse me. I have to retrain my thought. My dog was barking. Anyway, um, so I'm thinking back. This is a problem, and this is a grown-ass woman. You know, she's in her 20s. She's not no kid. She's telling other people in a minute to deal with her emotional problems in her relationship. What happened to dealing with your problems in your time, not while you're at work? I've only been called, I think, three times in the last six years from my daughter's school or got a, a phone call to where... Yes, I was appreciative that I did have my cell phone, but, um, you know, they called my job also, and they let me know my daughter got hurt, and I was appreciative. So, you know, um, that was acceptable. But the point is, is like getting all this into one concise thing is if you don't take the time to set limitations on these devices, the material is going to get in their heads. They're going to ignore you. You're going to have emotional breakdowns. And what are, what's going to happen when they're adults? And they get fired from a job. They can't reach their full potential. I'll tell you one thing's for for a, a fact, um, I notice in the wealthy community, they don't let their kids interface too much time with the cell phones. I remember reading an article where Steve Jobs would not allow his own kids to touch an iPad, an iPhone, or whatever. Everything was manual. They played with wood toys. Uh, they did manual methods of mathematics and reading and so forth. They don't let their, these well, really wealthy people do not let their kids interface too much. So they're teaching them how to be good human beings. They're being present. Rich people teach rich kids how to be. 
and the process continues majority of the time the kids end up repeating the successes of their parents and sometimes their failures too that's the same goes for us you know average people average joes average janes whatever you want to call it we teach our children the woes the problems and the struggles instead of teaching them how to focus on themselves how to be secure how to not let outside influences dictate their actions or their vibrations i spend time with my kid my kids every day to a point i check on them i call them and make sure are they in a sound place and a sound body and sound mind and that's important so my parenting tip is if your child has a device for your iPhone users go into your settings I can even tell you how to do it you go into your settings and let's see I think it's under oh yeah battery usage or battery health and I'll show you the amount of what your battery is being used so under battery usage by app it says that 33% on my phone was used in the last 48 hours. 2% was used by Instagram. 3 3.7% on Facebook. Wow, so I don't really have much time. But my Google um my Google Chrome is at 48%. So I was obviously looking at stuff now that's just the battery telling me. Now what about privacy? So I go into and it's interesting. It really is interesting of where I spent my time. You know, and let's see. Fetch new data. No, I don't want to do that. Excuse me while I'm on a delay. Oh, screen time, I think that's what it's on. Okay, so interesting, you go under on your Apple phone and you go under settings and you go under screen time. This is where it's really really key. Okay. So, there's an app or within the app a setting called downtime. So, settings, screen time, and click on downtime. And it says set a scheduled time away from the screen during downtime only apps that you choose to allow and phone calls will be available you know and you can customize it so mine is from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. I don't receive any alerts and I think that's important then there's um let's go over the next one app limits Set a daily time limits for apps categories that you want manage. App limits resets every day at midnight. So you can choose which apps get your attention. Um, then there's always allowed. Choose apps you want at all times. And then the last one is content and privacy restrictions block inappropriate content. You know, and you can you can personalize this I believe that the Android phone has um, the same things but I feel that you need to spend some time reviewing for yourself because I want to be honest I put my phone down and it needs to be a point of reference for myself so how can I expect my kids to be any different if I'm not doing something the same so with my <clears throat> looking back at it all I feel personally responsible for my kids I am responsible till they are 18 years old to make sure that they have the necessary tools to go on and be successful well that's all the time I have for this segment 
on Good Vibes Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. We're going to go on. We'll be back in just a moment. Okay, so we're going on to our next topic. Um, How to get your kids really emotionally reset and set for the day. I think this is a very, very important thing. I did an interview not too long ago with Maria Humphreys, and we talked about how um, meditation can be a very big key for yourself to get where you want to be, you know, um, to accomplish your greatest goals and endeavors and so on and so forth. So what goes on with all that? You know, like, what does it all mean? And why is it important? And why should you teach your kids? So obviously I talked about in the last segment of this podcast that, you know, putting restrictions on them is very, very, very important. So how, what do we give them to aid for um, their daily lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you giving them so that they can be successful? You know, and since I've talked about meditation before, I feel you gotta begin the lessons of meditation. If you tell your kid to sit down with me and just go, "Mm," ain't gonna freaking work. They're going to be like, okay, dad, or okay, mom, can we get this over with? Can we do this? And it's just like, why? I'm trying to show you something. So the way you got to do it, the way you approach it is do it this way. Say, you know, like I, I tell Bella, hey, I want you, you're all ready for school, right? And we got a little extra time. I just want us to sit down and we're gonna just practice breathing and I and she, and at first the first time I did it with her she was like oh god this is so bad oh my god what is my dad doing but I said no we're just gonna calm down just put your hand over your heart I want you just to feel your feel your heart and just breathe nice and easy and close your eyes and we're just gonna do this for about a minute so she's like, oh, fine, whatever. I'm all, no, honestly. I said, I want you to start, you know, at, I said, close your eyes and listen to my voice. And I'd say, you are going to have a really, really good day. You're going to do a lot of great things in school today. You're going to get compliments. You're going to compliment people. You're going to be having a really awesome day. So I give her a little chance, little things to think about and I'd ask her after she did her one minute I'd say okay did you feel anything in your breath you know did you feel she said oh, I could feel my heart and I said okay and I said so you felt your your chest rise and expand you know and decrease you felt you know your body moving right she's like yeah I said okay and I said so did you hear my voice she's all yeah it's kind of annoying sometimes but I said, do you feel good? And Bella's honest. She'll tell me. Yeah, Dad, you know what? I do feel good. And I said, okay, now let's go look in the mirror. And that's something that I do with my kid every day. I feel like that's very, very important to a great deal. So you're getting them to realize and recognize, look in the mirror, look at your appearance. Are you proud of it? Are you happy with the fashion you chose? You know, so on and so forth. And she's like, oh, you know what? Let me change this jacket. And I'm like, okay. Now you look in the mirror. Are you smiling at what you're seeing? And she did. She's like, I like it. I like my shoes. I like my hair. You know, and that's giving her the opportunity to, to do that. You're giving her, I was giving her recognizing the moment and teaching her the beginnings of meditation. Because in, in meditation, it's all about self-recognition. 
where your body is, where your spirit is, where you are in the present, how you're being right now. What if you had a bad night rest and then it carries over into the day? You know, this is a way to give them an opportunity to reset their vibration for the day. To not just be reactive. So say like if you're feeling like crap before you even go to school or even go into your own job, you know, this meditation is a is a very powerful tool um, that I feel that helps any of us get to the real deal. So I'm going to give you just a couple seconds of what it's like for me in my meditation. So the first thing that I do, I close my eyes and I turn off all external devices and I find my strong direction. And I was learning about the strong direction through Marie Diamond, her series, and I learned how to figure out where that is. So if you need information, feel free to call, uh, call in or write me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com and I can help you direct you in finding your strong direction or the tools that helped me found mine. So I, I, I go, I point myself in my southwest direction. That's where I'm most strong. I close my eyes and all I do is, there's no specific position you need to be in, but just sit comfortably. And what I do is, as I like to cross my legs, you know, um, like in an Indian pose and I just take that time to just breathe now you can follow guided meditations and I do it often but just breathe just take the deep breath in let it out now you heard me just breathe in in hard and out hard now we're going to try to relax that becomes where it's just our natural being and so you just take that moment and you just you know you breathe in and you gently let it out so there's nothing that you need to specifically think about but there's going to be thoughts that are going to come into your mind and especially if you have a lot of troubles and personal issues it's going to come out there's going to be things interrupting. And so to stay focused in your meditation, to not feel that anxiety, those problems, those troubles, just only focus on the sound of your breath and feel it. And then eventually the within that, however much time you want to spend meditating, um, I usually set a timer, uh, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 20, but I, I keep it in that range. I start thinking of light things, smiling in the sun, looking in the mirror, being happy with who I am, um, looking at the outcomes, the things I'm going after today. Um, you know, this problem does not need my attention today. You know, there's just some things that you got to deal with and, every, and sometimes these things are on hold. So. I, I remember one piece of advice I got from my friend Maria Humphreys at Strong Body, Strong Soul. And she said, when I was really getting into meditation, I said, what if there's those interfering thoughts? And she's all, let them through. Let them pass through like the stream. And ever since then, um, my interrupting thoughts started going away because I just let them go through. I didn't try to put recognition to figure that out. Just let the thought go through let it pass and it will pass but it takes a little bit of discipline so I started learning to begin how what they call the third eye works the third eye is like it's invisible you can't really see it but when you close your eyes and you focus the somehow your sight goes through the center of like your forehead and through their guided meditations that will teach you about that um, or a meditation teacher I, I highly suggest and you learn to become more centered and more grounded 
And then after you enjoyed or got through your meditation time, you know, it develops, become more at peace. And what I've noticed, especially for this parenting tip, as you teach your kids about meditation and you're learning about it yourself, your reactions to whether they're listening to you or not, come and go, but they're not so like, oh, my kids just drive me nuts or making me mad. You know, it's just like, look, I talk to you. Here's what I got to do. Here's the consequence. I got to take away your devices or you know what? I got to get your attention. I'm shutting all the TV offs. TV's off. And at first, my daughter was giving me attitude, but then I started noticing, look, I'm not going to yell at you. You screwed up. You just got to take care of business. You know, she's approaching 12 years old. There's no reason for me to really yell at her. So giving her emotional security is by how I'm going to react to it. And we talk about it. You know, and the responses are a lot less. But like I said, so take that time, begin to learn about meditation yourself and uh, and talk to your kids about it. Get them involved. Get the whole family involved. Because you cannot be in a rush society, an adrenaline society and think you're going to do well. If you're always rushing to get somewhere, how have you enjoyed your journey? How have you enjoyed your job? It's not going to be rewarding. Well, that's all the time I have for Goodbyes of Jason B, a Broad Minds on More podcast. Let me know what you thought. Feel free to leave me an applaud if you're here on Anchor. You can also call in if you like. If you'd like to email me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com, that's another way of reaching me. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook uh, page for specifically Good Vibes. If you want to know more and be involved, Love to hear hear your input. You all have a great day.